Shalom, I am Abraham Eisenman and welcome to my podcast. Shalom Aleichem, in this podcast we will talk about the Sefirot or attributes of the spiritual light reflected in the Kli. As we mentioned in past podcasts, the model of the spiritual system proposed in the book Spiritual DNA is composed of different parts that together show us how the spiritual light interacts with the Kli. In the past podcast, we defined the levels or subdivisions of the soul and the fields or circles of desire, which means how we perceive the spiritual world we live in. And indeed, in this podcast, we will talk about the attributes or clothings of the spiritual light. In Hebrew is sefirot, that act on the kli or desires, correcting or changing them. As we mentioned in past podcasts, the kli is divided into parts with different levels of refinements or different thickness. The kli receives every one of the five levels of the spiritual light according to its thickness or refinement. The spiritual light shines within the Kli with ten different intensities or attributes called Sephirot. The Sephirot dresses the Kli in these different attributes or attires of spiritual energy to influence a person's desires. These can be corrected depending on the intensity or force that the spiritual light influences on them. Sephirah, which is the singular, singular of Sephirot, has various meanings. The first meaning is count or enumeration. Another one, it comes from the word sapphire. The terms connotates illuminations, brilliance, or shine. Also, we can say about story, expression, or communication. Also means limit and also revelation. There are ten sephirot. The spiritual light, which is very strong, can be compared to the sunlight passing through filters that have different attributes and characteristics which create changes in desire. The light must always pass through these filters. There is no way to receive it directly. The ten sephirot are like a ray of light passing through a prism. A ray of light enters in one side of the prism and on the other side it exits divided into a fan of seven colors. A person perceives them as if they were lights of various shades when it, in reality, it is one light. The multicolored rainbow is a distortion created by the prism. Each sephira shows its splendor or shine when a person yearns to follow the actions of the light in the Kli. This means that the sephirot dress themselves in the desires of the person, helping him in the process of changing, in the transformation of the spiritual body to its state of influence. The light, upon effecting 
desire will bring new ideas, knowledge, and sensations, and it will also reveal a world that is completely new to us. The level of influence the light has to correct desire in a person is that person's levels of spirituality. These ten creative forces are what connects the infinite light of the Creator to us and to the, our world. All this through the Kli. The, Kabbal the Kabbalistic tradition generally talks about ten sefirot, but occasionally a total of eleven sefirot are counted, as two of them represent different dimensions of a single force. Some people refer to the sefirot as the form or attributes through which the Creator manifests Himself and communicates with His creation, but it must be made clear that the sefirots are not the Creator. They are the medium through which the qualities and the attributes specific to Him may be manifested. The following are the sefirot listed in order of greatest to least proximity to the Creator, from the least thickness, or the most pure or finest, to the most thickness, or most impure, from top to bottom, as follows. The first one is crown, which is the spark or point where everything begins. In Hebrew is keter, which is the finest or thinnest of all the sefirot. Then after comes wisdom, which is conception, seeds, which will be the aha moment, and in Hebrew is called chokmah. Then comes understanding, which is comprehension, intelligence, articulation, construction, and elaboration, and in Hebrew is called bina. Then after called knowledge, which is application, internalization, and in Hebrew will call that. Then come kindness, which is love, attraction, and conditional acceptance, and in Hebrew is chesed. Then comes judgment, which is power, force, severity, discipline, obligations, and limits, and in Hebrew is gevura. Then comes beauty, or harmony, empathy, compassion, and in Hebrew is tiferet. Then comes victory, which is ambition or strength, and in Hebrew is netzach. Then comes splendor, or glory, devotion, or humility, and in Hebrew is hot. Then comes foundation, which is cement, base, or connection, and in Hebrew is called yesot. And the last one is kingdom, which is sovereignty, divine presence, faith, and in Hebrew is called malchut, and is the thickest and the coarsest of all the sefirot. As we mentioned earlier, two of them, crown and knowledge, represent different dimensions of one force according to the direction of the expansion of the light, and therefore the sefirah number 11, which is knowledge, is sometimes omitted. Regarding keter or crown, we can add that it is in the power that comes from our divine essence. When we are connected, we can move mountains. Sometimes we cannot fulfill our will, but no one can take it from us.
Now, balancing the forces of Netzach and Hot establishes a solid yesod, or cement, or foundation in life. The yesod channels the eight energies that precede it, from wisdom to splendor, in order to, afterwards, share them with Malchut as the final stage of spirituality. It is important to note that the following group of six sefirot, Hesed, Burati, Feret, Netzach, Hod, and Yesod, are also called Zerampin, a Hebrew word that means little face. These sefirot can be grouped together because at times certain activities of the spiritual light are common to the whole group. This is why they are referred to as one. Internally, each sefirah is also subdivided into ten sefirot. Example, the sefirah of Malchut has within it the ten sefirot, Keter, Chochmah, Bina, Zerampin, and Malchut, and they are called Malchut of Keter, Malchut of Chochmah, Malchut of Bina, etc. The sefirot can further be classified according to their characteristics in three columns. The right column or line is wisdom, compassion, love, and unconditional acceptance and victory. The left column or line is understanding, judgment, severity, discipline, creativity, obligations, limit, and splendor. And the central column or line is crown, knowledge, beauty, foundation, and kingdom. Now I want to talk about the spiritual balance among the columns. The goal of spiritual activity is a perfect balance among the sefirot corresponding to the left and right columns. The balance is expressed in the sefirot corresponding to the central column. The central column synthesizes the forces of the right and left generating harmony, unity and peace, and putting the ten sefirot in their correct states. Correcting the central column, that is, balancing the left and right, is the end and goal of our improvement. When we say balance, that doesn't mean a strict 50-50 division. The characteristics in the right column should have primacy over those of the left column. The division could be anything. For example, 85-15 or 60-40, etc. It doesn't need to be a particular ratio. The important thing is to come to a point of equilibrium between the spiritual force on the right and the spiritual force on the left. We can see these columns reflected in everything around us in nature and in society. Our spiritual DNA has many genes, and each of them is a desire or inclination shaped by the ten attributes or sefirot. Each gene has its own sefirot topography, which is to say each sefira or illumination has a specific value, height, intensity, or quantity according to the desire and the person. The quantity of spiritual energy in each sefirah varies with each object 
individual and group. Our job as individuals, a community, and a, and a society is to balance our two columns, left and right, so that there can be connection between the characteristics of the Creator in our spiritual DNA toward our neighbors. Likewise, we will also need to make adjustments within ourselves toward others and our partner or group, that is, a balance of the parts involved in the characteristics of the Creator. For example, we ask how should a father raise a child? If the father only shows love and affection extensively, that is, he only uses the illumination of kindness or hesed without restrictions or limits, without severity or discipline, without the, nece the necessary amount of the illumination of judgments, obligations and limits, which is Gevura, then the child's upbringing will be terrible and he will be spoiled. We can also refer to politics, to the movements of the left and right. Both are necessary for a country's normal development, but if they don't occasionally reach compromises that balance these two sometimes apparently incompatible positions, then political instability will result. This is reflected when the political system in power at the time isn't conductive to the real spiritual balance that should exist at the socioeconomic juncture in which it is situated the country. Democratic governments that work only on an absolute majority, which is 50% plus one, are not usually efficient. Urgent changes are delayed. There are steps backwards. The country doesn't move forward or develop the way it should. This type of democracy doesn't take into account the balance of spiritual forces. A democracy must be created with a spiritual balance between the forces of the right and the left, so that things flow and the country progresses in social and economic well-being to the benefit of all its inhabitants. We will leave this controversial, passionate and critical issue on hold for another forum. Thank you very much. The podcast was made by Abraham Eisenman, author of the book Spiritual DNA, a Method for Spiritual Enlightenment. Website www.abrahameisenman.com